1: We have such a treat for you on the podcast. An award-winning actor, author, host, film star, singer. He has a one-man show. He dances. He hosts. He was one of People Magazine's Sexiest Men Alive, crowned the ultimate champion on Dancing with the Stars. And he is a dog lover who, since 2002, has hosted the National Dog Show presented by Purina. Purina. John O'Hurley is here to talk about all of it, including his famous role as Jay Peterman on the number one syndicated television show in the world, Seinfeld. And now he's made the Dean's List. I just adore him. I'm so grateful he made the time to come see me before a very busy Thanksgiving week. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for the one and only John O'Hurley. John O'Hurley, you made the dean's list.
0: <laughs> Finally. How long has it been? How many years has it been since we talked about getting together for this?
1: I, it's been a while. I remember you came on Fox and Friends, mm-hmm. and you were there, and we were doing some dancing in the green room. <laughs> but you were talking about the National Dog Show, which um, you've been doing for how long now?
0: 22 years. Can you believe it? Twenty. I, I can't, can't believe I've been doing anything for 22 years.
1: You started when you were 15.
0: <laughs> I did, yes. No, It. Uh, it was. I'll, I'll give you the brief synopsis of how this whole thing yes. happened. Um, for many years, uh, NBC would have um, reruns of It's a Wonderful Life mm-hmm. in that two-hour slot in between uh, the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade and football. Uh-huh. And they would garner a one-point rating <laughs> or something like that. But so they always scratched their head and said, what can we do with that time slot? Well, cut to john miller the head of sports programming at nbc at the time takes home best in show the movie love it yep yeah, mm-hmm. and uh the uh the wonderful group that's uh, that uh, is there um Anyway, John found it so funny that um, he said, I know what we're going to do with that two-hour slice. We're going to do a dog show. Well, on the Monday morning meeting, they about laughed him out of the office. But by the end of the day, he'd contacted the Kennel Club of Philadelphia, uh, branded one of the shows as uh, the national dog show, and then uh, got Purina as the presenting sponsor. And then Tuesday morning called me out in L.A., and I answered the phone. I said, hello, and he said, (laughs) woof, woof.
1: <laughs> now, okay, That's how it started. But how did you know each other?
0: Did you? Well, he, I've done a lot of work with NBC. Okay. Of
1: course, we will talk about the Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. Um, but how, how did he know you would do so well with the dog show?
0: Well, I had done a lot of kind of humorous Programming, okay. with them in the sporting arena, yes, well. uh, and so I guess he just kind of figured that I could. This is something that I could handle, okay. and 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 he, and, uh, and quite frankly, I didn't know that I didn't know what I didn't know. Okay, you know what I mean? I truly didn't know anything about dogs, but I also didn't know that I didn't know about them. So uh-huh. I said, "All right," uh, you know, and I always believe in my imagination piloting me in my life. Okay, my, my imagination gives me little pictures in my brain. And it tells me, and I can see whether I can succeed in something or not. And if I do, if I see that picture of success, then I have to do it. That's always the rule in my life. When did that happen? It's been my entire career. I've always said because my imagination guides my life. My rational mind is not. My rational mind will lie to me, but my imagination doesn't know how to lie to me. So I always listen to my imagination. And in this case, it said, yeah, this is, it's crazy, but you should be doing this.
1: So this is like the movie, but people watch it, and this is a serious thing for them. This is about winning. This
0: is their life, yeah. And it's a a, a sport to them. Uh, And every week, they they head off to the... um, in their RV and head off to the next uh, tour stop. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's really quite wonderful. And it, it, when you go backstage and one of the great things about the national dog show presented by Purina is that it's the only benched show remaining. And what I mean by that is they have to, all of the, uh, the owners, the hunters, the breeders, they've all have to stay backstage okay. during the whole show. So we have We'll have an audience uh, there um, at the Expo Center in Philly. We'll have uh, 30,000 people, and they're all walking around backstage, and all 2,000 dogs are there. Wow. And it's one of the most educational experiences for, or and interactive for children, uh, for people that are looking for dogs. Uh, it's just a wonderful, wonderful environment. And,
1: Can and- you give us, uh, like, what are some memorable moments <laughs> over the last 22 years that you've had doing this?
0: <laughs> well, my favorite moment was the... Um, In the Best in Show class, these are all the winners of each of the seven groups Mm -hmm. that are finally brought together for the Best in Show. Now, this is their chance to shine and uh, see who is going to be the champion for the day. Okay. The Great Dane, the largest dog, and next to the Wolfhound, I guess, uh, comes uh, scooting by the NBC booth and uh, looks at me, (laughs) squats down, and leaves what I can only refer to as an editorial comment on my performance. and. (laughs) But I mean, it's the size of a Great Dane on the thing, <laughs> and so. And this was on live television. Uh-huh, so the so the show uh, the show has to stop and. <laughs> They bring out the hazmat team there, you know, with the sho- I mean shovels, uh, shovels. I mean, it was really—it's
1: like a horse.
0: Yeah, it's, it's exactly right. And uh, stop the show. And uh, yeah. but that's the only time that's ever happened. Okay, we've had a couple of uh, what I refer to as runners. <laughs> they, All right. they get off. They, the uh, the handler will lose uh, lose the leash, and the dog okay. will just take off around the ring. Is there, so, Is there any
1: noises or anything? Because when I, I'm at the Kentucky Derby, if there's a horse on the loose, they I mean they do the sirens.
0: Oh no 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 we do, yeah no no we did and and you know uh, not to make light of it but we did have um, one of the handlers there took a wide turn coming into home and slipped and fell and oh, and and and, and, uh, and either broke or sprained their ankle oh my and wouldn't you wouldn't you figure you'd have somewhere with thirty thousand people you'd have a medical doctor somewhere no we had a lot of veterinarians <laughs> who ended up having to
1: uh, <laughs> I, listen I. I'd be okay with the vet. Uh, sure, they know and they the have that, that, that wonderful, have
0: that wonderful gentle demeanor that pets all have. Yeah,
1: wonderful. And we have one of the dogs that has been at the National Dog Show.
0: Yes, you so, get to hold it.
1: Oh, okay. Yes. And what's her name? This is
0: Annie. Annie. Annie.
1: Hi, Annie.
0: Annie what a is a beaver dog. terrier, and it's spelled B-I. B i e w e r. Oh, yeah. very Unlike, nice. it's a German term. Yes. Okay. So this is very similar to um um to the other little terriers, mm-hmm. but but it has a longer tail and um um and it's a tricolor. Very as well groomed. Beautiful. That's the that's because the owner. <laughs> <laughs> that's because the owner is very responsible
1: yes yeah
0: very well groomed and this is a difficult job. there's no question this is a lot of grooming
1: and ani has been a contestant correct uh yes uh so- come over here <laughs> okay. hi. hi um so yes ani is a show dog and she's actually the number six owner handled beaver in the country right now wow mm-hmm. um and uh we also compete in other things um she has a rally title and she's a canine good citizen OK, right.
0: mm-hmm. so we're very busy. Kind of fun. The, the world of dogs is an expansive one and you wouldn't know. But I um, mean, some of the, like the hunting dogs, they have field trials for them. So what it does is it keeps alive the instinctive qualities that the breed was meant for. Because right. every dog, you know, every dog really had a form and a function.
1: Of course. And,
0: they, you know, they didn't, we didn't really have pets back, you know, when these dogs were starting out <laughs> 4,000, mm-hmm. 3,000 years ago. Yep. They had a function. Uh, and they, they helped us survive basically. Uh, even the, even the small dogs. These this was lap this was lap warmers. Yes. Yeah. Uh, they were companion dogs, but they were also, your, you put them in the bed at night and they kept your feet warm.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Or in the case of the terriers, most of them were ratters. Ratters, ratters Yeah. The halcyon days of ratting. I miss mm-hmm. those. <laughs>
1: uh, we have a Bedlington terrier,
0: Lola. Oh, Yes, and wow. you can
1: tell she still has that instinct. Yep. Uh, if there is a squirrel, she would like to grab it and shake her head very One vigorously. One of the
0: mo- uh, more unusual Dogs? Yes. The Bedlington? Yes. What made you choose that?
1: That's a good question. Um, when we were looking for a dog, I am very allergic to dogs mm-hmm. unless I, you know, have my meds close by. So I needed some a dog that was hypoallergenic and guy Benson, who's a good friend of mine, who is also on Fox news. Um, he told me to look into the Bedlington Terriers because he had one. Mm -hmm. So it was almost, uh, wonderful because he could tell me everything I needed to know about the dog Mm -hmm. and its mannerisms Mm -hmm. and whether or not it would be a good dog for a family. Uh, and then through him, I contacted the breeder who we fell in love with. Mm -hmm. Um, and we're, she's like our family now. And so, Lola has brought so much love Mm -hmm. into our lives,
0: but the the faces are just to die for. I
1: never thought I would, you know, love such a dog. Mm -hmm. You know, but Mm -hmm. um, so actually, her mom is a champion as well. But Lola is not the show dog, Mm -hmm. like the song. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But that's the thing about working with a. a, good breeder yes. who, who has well-bred dogs mm-hmm. is that most of the dogs that these breeders are breeding are for families yes they're not meant to yeah. have careers in the show ring yes but the dogs that are there in the show ring it's for the purpose of finding that great breeding stock to mm-hmm. use to make wonderful family dogs mm-hmm. Absolutely, hi sweetie
0: well it is you had a great experience and you and you went right down on checked all the boxes off. We did. Yeah, did. Yes. A very and she really is yeah.
1: perfect for our family. But mm-hmm. that's what I always say. You know, it's important uh, to love and appreciate our shelter dogs, too. They have obviously a place in our society and we have to take care of them. But for our family, we needed to check all of those boxes mm-hmm. and to find a responsible breeder as well.
0: It and also well and also finding the dog that fits your lifestyle this mm-hmm. is a big problem because this is the reason that our shelters end up with so many You're right. of the dogs is that someone uh, you know got a a, 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 a you know, a Jack Russell terrier or something. Well, a Jack Russell, I mean, you've got to have a lot of time and a lot of space because they are as active as can be. And if you're not there to do it, they'll take it out on your sofa yes. um, or your rug or yes. anything like that. I mean, mm-hmm. it, and then, and these dogs end up in the shelter then because mm-hmm. nobody, you know, they, nobody did their homework.
1: Right. And it is a lot of work when you first get a dog and you haven't had one before.
0: Mm-hmm. You know? And it, some, do- but some dogs are just uh, predisposed to certain, certain needs for activity mm-hmm. that, um, I mean, like, you wouldn't know. Now, take a Great Dane, for yes. instance. <laughs> um, the Great Dane thinks it's a lap dog, and it will curl up on the sofa, and it will curl up and just back its way up into you and try to get on your lap. Yeah. I mean, it's not a dog that needs a lot of activity. Right. But you would never know You'd that. You'd never know and that. And it's also a great apartment dog. You wouldn't think that either with the size of the dog. Yes. But they're you know, they, they very happy in apartments. The same with... Um, um, uh, the Greyhounds. Now, you wouldn't think that a Greyhound would be a great uh, apartment dog, but it is a wonderful, wonderful dog. It doesn't need all the exercise mm-hmm. that it can get.
1: What about your dogs? Uh,
0: they get none of the exercise that they need. No, I have, uh, I have a little Havanese, Lucy, who's yes. uh, four, 15 years old right okay. now. She's, uh, yeah, She um, has a wonderful long lifespan, thank goodness. And then, uh, then we have two rescues, and um, I, I've told a funny story about the reason I have one of them. I, w- I went out because of my association with Purina. I went out to uh, St. Louis to. Um, Help them open a big uh, ASPCA shelter out there. Mm-hmm. And it was very, a state-of-the-art facility, $25 million. Really quite remarkable. Anyway, so I was doing the, the opening remarks to the press. And I said, well, I really should have a small dog or something to hold. And right. So I went back into the small dog area. And and all of a sudden, this little redhead turns and looks at me. And, um, and I said, that's her. Okay. So I picked Aww. her up and I held her. And I, as I'm talking, she starts putting her head inside my jacket mm. and she's and she's going deeper and deeper and deeper and finally about 10 minutes when i finished my remarks all you're seeing are two little legs sticking out of the back and the audience is home. going oh like that so i just leaned in and i said does somebody want to go to beverly hills oh, so, <laughs> I love that. so that uh, that dog accompanied me back home and that was um uh, and that was the first of two rescues that we have.
1: I love that. Yeah, yeah. Now she can do tricks, yes? She can. Will you show me a couple? You bet. Okay. Stop, she girl. has a beautiful purple pad. Mm-hmm.
0: Then I'm going to hit you up with the same request. Oh, with some tricks. <laughs> yeah. there you go.
1: Well, it might take a co- cocktail. Okay. How about that? Her? <laughs> Come
0: here.
1: She's very well behaved.
0: Thank you. That's you know that's a nice thing you'll find at the uh, at the dog shows. You know we, we we make jokes about the accident of the, of the Great Dane, but for the most part, it's uh, you never see any. You'll have two thousand dogs in the arena, not one dog fight. Not one really? dog fight, no, and you'll v- very rarely see uh, an accident on the on the rug. It's they just are very well trained.
1: Sorry, oh, that's yeah, okay. This is not the natural environment <laughs> that she would be touch. doing tricks. Touch. Thank you, Aww. touch. Good girl. What do you say? What do you say? What do you say? Oh. Huh? Oh,
0: we're not going to talk. We're going to be quiet. <laughs> yeah, I'm on TV. We're a lot I'm of on that TV.
1: Came in I'm, yeah. very sweet. Mm. Yeah, you Oh, can I give her a little treat? Oh, what are you going to do for me? Can you give me a high five? You do. <laughs> high
0: five. Oh, what look at that. You have, the, you have the gift. <laughs> Lola
1: can do some tricks too. Oh. Yeah. Takes a really good treat, though. Just like me.
0: Mm-hmm. I'll do some tricks for a treat.
1: <laughs> Very sweet. And we'll be back with more of the Janice Dean podcast right after this.
0: Does Monday at the office feel like a storm?
1: Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly, it's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights,
0: you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all.
1: Okay, so this is, when is it coming up? It's on Thanksgiving.
0: Uh, We do shoot. In in fairness, we do shoot the show about a week early. Okay, in uh, at the expo center in uh, in Philly, and uh, with the national with the uh, Kennel Club of Philadelphia being the sponsor of that, and then the uh, it's put all together, and we have a two two hour showing of it, uh, because it's a seven hour show. Mm -hmm. So we have a two hour showing of the. of the show on Thanksgiving Day at, from uh, from 12 till 2. It's, uh, we call it Dogs Until 2.
1: Oh, I love that.
0: And then this year we're going to have a wonderful thing. Uh, Purina has a a contest going, America's Top Dog. Oh, smart. So you're going to be able to, um, you'll get all the rules and the uh, regulations there on the day of, um, of the broadcast, but uh, you'll be able to send in videos and pictures of your dog and all of America will be voting.
1: I love it. Yeah. You know what? Dogs bring us all together. They do.
0: And on the great family day of the year, I think this has been really the genesis of the success of the show is that Mm -hmm. everybody is together and they all have something that in common, whether you're four or you're 94, everybody loves dogs.
1: Mm -hmm. Now, outside of the dog show, what are you up to these days?
0: Uh, busy as heck. Um, I have uh, just finished a movie. I have a, a new TV series uh, called Through the Grapevine.
1: Oh, what's that all which about? Which is
0: going to be kind of an Anthony Bourdain type of style of okay. show. I'll be traveling the world and I'll be going um, for, in search of uh, food and uh, wine and ambiance. I know. Do you I know. co it makes you hate your life, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, so I'll be uh, wandering off to do that. I have another film that I'll be doing in Greece which would be my second film, actually, in Greece. Apparently, they can't do one unless I'm in it. I don't know what the story <laughs> That's is. That's a
1: having. nice thing to have in your
0: contract. <laughs> Must be shot in Greece. <laughs> uh, and then I have my one-man show that I tour the country with. It's called A Man with Standards. Mm-hmm. And uh, the standards, of course, being the songs of the great American songbook. And uh, and I tell the stories of growing up, in my crazy stories of growing up in the 50s and the 60s with the... Uh, Sounds of the music behind me, and I use that to underscore the song. So, it's a lot of fun.
1: When did you know that you were a singer?
0: Uh, You know, I I never knew that I couldn't. Um, Mm. So I started off that way, and I was always entertaining. Uh, At the age of three, with a sense of disgust, when people would ask me what I wanted to be when I grow up, I I would point to the black and white TV in the corner of the room, and I would say, "Well, I am an actor, so that's what I'm going to be." Wow! But at three years old, and it wasn't that I wanted to be an actor; it was that I was an actor. Huh! I knew,
1: I and knew. your parents knew that.
0: Uh, yes, but uh, not with the greatest of encouragement. No. Well, no. You know, it's it's interesting, and be, and I and I would say that in their defense, if you can be talked out of this career you should be hmm. because it's, it's not a, it's a very subjective career. It, 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 offers very few rewards, a lot of frustration and, uh, you know, actors are professional aspirers, yes. you know, they're always looking for something. Mm-hmm. And, and in fairness, you know, people will have four or five jobs in their career. I'll have 1200. Yes. You know, you're hired to be fired.
1: Mm-hmm. Is it, can I ask you about the actor strike? Are, sure. are you surprised it went that long?
0: Well, I'm actually surprised it didn't go a little longer. No. Uh, I, I was hearing that they were going to go hold out uh, well into January. But uh, I, think, I, I think what happened is I think that a lot of the studios are uh, need content. Yes, uh, and I guess need content more than the uh, the actors need to be employed. So mm-hmm. well, somebody has to give in. Yeah, but in this case, I think both sides give in, uh, gave in. But it is you know has some very fundamental issues about uh, artificial intelligence, of course, what which I've been which that? I've been accused of having. <laughs> um,
1: but that's a valid complaint. It's, a valid it is a concern. very
0: valid complaint, and it scares me because this kind of dark um, web that we have there, where people can you know, mimic other people now. Uh, I, it, it's a dangerous thing. I don't know that it, I, it's, I think artificial intelligence has some extraordinary, uh, uses and I mm-hmm. think certainly in the medical world and it, it's wonderful, but, um, in entertainment, I'm not so sure Yeah, uh, that I think it could do a lot of damage.
1: I can't let you go without talking about Seinfeld. Of mm,
0: course. Mm, that crazy show.
1: Yeah. How did, I mean, Do you, you must still have people come up to you
0: and say, every day, yeah, every day. And Netflix bought the series. So they, it's, it's, it started it's started all over forever. again. Well, it started all over again. Interestingly enough that we now have a brand new audience and they're all kids. Amazing. I get so many people stopping me now as Jay Peterman because they're 14 through 15, 16, 17, and they binge watch. That's the reason because they cut the cable a long time ago. They don't watch cable television right. anymore, as we all know. And but they do watch, they do binge watch the downloads. So Mm -hmm. they download. So now that um, it's back on, on, um, on uh, Netflix, it's, uh, we have a brand new audience.
1: How did that role come to be? Was it a smaller role? And then they just saw you and how good you were?
0: I had a series, I had a comedy series canceled on a Wednesday morning on ABC. And um, they just said, don't bother coming to work. We pulled the plug. So I went out to dinner that night with my manager crying in my beer and trying to take the cancellation as personally as i possibly could <laughs> yeah. and uh larry david's office called and said we have this guest star on tomorrow for uh, seinfeld we're going to the table read sean can chew this roll up so i originally i said no wow. and my manager never called and told them that i said no so he called me the following morning and said get out of bed and he <gasps> says they're waiting for you over there i said Ugh. i said all right so i dragged my sorry little butt over there and and, uh, and the rest is history. You know, if I had said no and meant no and did no, um, then I would have disappeared into a cultural vacuum well, because I have, to be, I, I have to be as grateful as I can for for that uh, for that role because it uh, opened up so many things to me. Mm-hmm. Do it's, they
1: talk about having a reunion at all?
0: Well, Jerry opened his mouth recently in his comedy routine about saying, "Yes, watch these. these they we're we're drumming up something right now," and it referred to the ending of the of the last episode. Okay. So what he meant by that, nobody knows. But Jason, has, who played George mm-hmm. and uh, Julia, they have heard nothing. Okay. Uh, Michael Richards has heard nothing. So whatever great secret. This is is being uh, held pretty close to the chest, and yes. so and they certainly haven't called me on it. So,
1: I, but you would, right?
0: Oh, I would in a second. But in fairness, I like the way they left it. Because, you do well. Here's the thing: Seinfeld was about selfish thirty year olds. Okay, I don't know that there is a a real series in in a series about selfish sixty year olds. You uh-huh. know what I mean? I, I don't,
1: think Larry David's doing that. Well, right
0: Larry Larry is doing it fine, but. um, He's like fingernails on a chalkboard isn't yes, he? yes. <laughs> um but i I don't know that it, I don't know that those characters would sustain hmm. um, the same kind of scrutiny the, you know the, the same kind of comic response that they did uh, back when we were tender young things, yeah that didn't know better
1: but you look fondly obviously
0: uh, on oh that time. i the time of my life, time of my life, and I you know oddly enough, I still um uh, there's a platform called Cameo.com, yes. which is where you say you reach out and you do birthday greetings and what have you. Well, people contact me because they want to hear the Peterman monologues, <laughs> and so I have all of these. So I've written a bunch of these monologues, really, yes. yes. So now I, I so I do them now for um, for the for Cameo.com. Can you give and,
1: me like a sneak preview?
0: Um, can I give you? Oh, sure. <laughs> um, let's see. What do we have? Um, I. <clears throat> I was traveling to that colorful country of India. And I remember one afternoon falling head over heels into a large puddle of mud, ruining a perfectly good pair of white linen pants. Yes, a very pants I had planned to wear that night at the Mumbai Fashion Mart. Well, you may know it is Mumbai, but it will always be Bombay to me. (laughs) So there I was, standing knee-deep in the amber waters of the River Ganges, elbow to elbow with the fishwives of New Delhi. Yes practicing the gentle art of river laundering. With a wooden spoon and some smooth stones, I beat the living daylights out of those white linen pants and put the last-minute shine on a pair of baby blue boxer shorts. Well, <laughs> I remember watching as that slow parade of boats pass by me on that never-ending river at sunset, and I thought to myself how grateful I was to set foot in that port of call for as long as I did. But for me, and I hope for you, the horizon must always be just out of reach. And that is why we must continue to sail. We must always, always be explorers.
1: <laughs> Bravo. Now, did you kind of craft that role for yourself?
0: Well, I kind of, I would think so. Yeah. I mean, I really, they had no idea. And I they just, I said, you know, when I first read the catalog, the J. Peterman catalog, which is the most, the craziest thing in the world, it's, you know, a long a long Hemingway adventure story about an Oxford button-down.
1: Yes, yes, and, yes. And um,
0: so I, you know, I when I first. Started reading it, I said, "Well, it sounds a little bit like a, uh, a 40s radio drama combined yes. with a bit of a bad Charles Carralt." Oh,
1: okay, I and love so that! And so that's
0: exactly how the character started, and it was uh, wow. a lot of fun. Yeah, so it they, they just became a and and as the writers got a hold of the role, he became more and more of a raving lunatic. Right. You know, kind of a corporate Mister Magoo. You know, <laughs> he always seemed to land on his feet, but it was uh, it was crazy. You
1: stole the show when you were on.
0: Well, it was a lot of fun, I'll tell you. And and you know, as Shakespeare once. Said the the play is the thing, not the actor. It's all in the writing, and once oh. the writing is there, you can do a lot with it. I don't know. I, no, I think you're, you're not being... giving
1: yourself enough credit for that. No. And Dancing with the Stars, you were the first winner, Fat.
0: I was the first uh, first season, yeah, but with, with the controversial ending and the and the voting misc. Miss and oh, I don't
1: uh, remember that. I just remember your beautiful dancing across the
0: stage. Oh well, it, it I had to win the dance off to do it. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And uh, once again, my imagination <laughs> told me to do it. I didn't know uh, they. Uh, I, I went and I met them to pitch me the show, mm-hmm. and then um, and I said, um, "I said, let me host it." And they said, "No, we have a host. We want you to do it." I said, you've got to be kidding me. I said, I'm the guy who really goes to the wedding reception. And when the dancing starts, I grab my glass of Chardonnay and I, <laughs> I go back to the wall and hold it up. And they say, Knock, your, knock yourselves out, Shriners. I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I was never me. I was never a dancer. Did that
1: surprise that, uh, you about yourself? Well,
0: again, I go back to what my imagination tells me. And I saw myself succeeding. And I also said to myself, shame on you for not knowing how to ballroom dance because if you have, if you have a brand that should have been part of it. And I said, you know, so I, I said, I'm going to do it. So I went and I did it. And, and, uh, and, uh, it was God's great practical joke. I said, um, who else have you got? And they said, you're the first person we've asked, but now we, (laughs) but now we know we have you, we can get Evander Holyfield. And I said, what? And I figured, ah, I know what they were doing. ABC was using dancing with the stars to give America what they'd been screaming for for more than 15 years, the Evander Holyfield-John O'Hurley matchup, <laughs> together on the same level playing field of ballroom dancing. It
1: was never the same.
0: And I that. took him out in the third round with my foxtrot.
1: <laughs> I love it. Well, you're such a pleasure, and I hope that you'll come back. Always. Uh, you know, I, Let's I, not
0: do it every three years, though, because right. we, t- it w- took us a while to get this well, one together. Well, your next
1: project, I would love to, to talk to you sure. but Obviously, we have... Uh, our four-legged friends that we love and we want to promote. Uh, (laughs) And so tell me where people can watch. What time?
0: Uh, We'll be on NBC. Mm -hmm. We'll be on 12 till 2 all across the country.
1: Thanks again, John, for joining me on the podcast today. And can I just mention that John had so many interviews when he was here in New York, and it was looking at one point like his schedule might be too full to come into the Fox News audio studios in person. But he told me that this was important to him to keep his promise to do the Janice Dean podcast. And for that, I am forever grateful. Not everyone does that, but he is truly a man of his word and such a gentleman. I look forward to having him on again, and of course, special thanks to the National Dog Show presented by Purina, and to Whitney Aronson for coming in with her sweet dog Annie. If you would like to see video of our conversation, you can check out Fox News Radio social media, and of course, I will share them on my social media: Janistine on X and Facebook, and over at Instagram Dean FNC, and on Threads. Thank you to all of my listeners. If you have someone you think should make the Dean's List, let me know at Janice Dean on Twitter or Janice Dean FNC on Instagram. Or you can rate this podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and review to this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or at foxnewspodcast.com. Listen ad-free with a Fox News Podcast Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts. And Amazon Prime members can listen to this show ad-free on the Amazon Music app. And don't forget to spread the sunshine.